What makes a law firm? It's about passion, knowledge, understanding, and service. That's what defines Fluxman's. In this podcast series, we take you behind the desks of some of South Africa's smartest legal minds. Donny Pretorius is a partner at Fluxman's Attorneys. He's also um, a specialist in certain areas. We'll find out all about those in a moment or two. He became an advocate at the Johannesburg Bar and practiced until June 1996. He's uh, involved in commercial litigation, labor disputes, um, and has a very interesting past in the law, among other things being at uh, Fluxman's Rabinovitz, then Rafaeli uh, Wiener Attorneys, and now at Fluxman's Inc. as a partner in commercial law litigation and labor law primarily. Donny has also acted as a judge in the labor court. Is that about right, Donny? Did I... Did I cover most of the areas? Yes, you have. Um, as things currently stand, I I am so overrun in labor law work that I hardly get time for, for most of the others, but I, I try and remain in all of them, yes. Well, since you brought up labor law, I mean, this is something in South Africa that is, um, for some for some people in business, just a very onerous and complicated and, and sometimes unnecessary uh, area of, of huge complication. Um, and, and hiring people and firing people in South Africa, some would argue, is, is harder than almost anywhere in the world. But you need to know what you're doing. And for you, being on top of labor law must involve having to be uh, constantly updated with, with what's going on in terms of, of statute, in terms of precedents, in terms of, of individual cases that you are or aren't involved in. I mean, it must require quite a lot of time just to keep up to date. It does, but it also helps to work in a department and have a librarian who can send us everything that is new so you can easily keep up to date by being fed with stuff that comes comes your way. It helps you, a lot. Do you find that labor law is a very stimulating part of what you do? It is because it is not based in law so much as in equity. So it's very gray. It's not black or white. It's always you, you, you're playing in the gray field in between. So there's a lot of, um, diversity and a lot of, of ma- ways that you can play the thing out without having to always be bogged down by saying it's black or it's white. Right. Well, I mean, obviously, also in South Africa, we have such a profusion and a variation in, in the kinds of cases that are brought. We we have separate labor courts, for example. I mean, there's there's enough work there for a for an army of lawyers. Yes. So, do you, are you very picky about what kinds of stuff you you take on? I'm not very picky, but I try and send stuff down to the people in my department if it's at a level where it would it cannot bear either the expertise or the the fees that has to be charged um, at a certain level. So I try and not do the very low-level stuff, um, and I'm currently overrun with very big collective bargaining disputes with the unions, mostly. Most of my time is taken up with that type of stuff. Well, it would be remiss of me if I didn't ask for your opinion on what you think of, of, of current labor relations in South Africa. Some people say they're at an all-time low. Other people say that we've got a very nice balance going on. What's your overriding impression of what the situation is like, the landscape is like in labor law? You know, when the 95 Act came about, it was basically drafted with Casato unions in mind, and it it worked quite well for quite some time 
whilst the majority of the union movement were all affiliated to a COSATU. However, with the advent of, of unions like AMCU and the breakaway of NUMSA mm. from COSATU, it's changed the landscape somewhat because you do not know what to expect, especially of those two very large unions who, who play outside of the, of the field where everyone else usually plays. So with Kasatu, it was a little more predictable. They Indeed. were, they were more experienced in, in, as a collective unit in, in dealing with, with yes. the labor past. NUMSA is very experienced as well, but uh-huh. it seems to me as if they are, they have, they have pitched themselves again once they left Kusato to be slightly more aggressive than the Kusato unions currently are. And AMCU, we all know, is very, very tough to deal with. Are you of the opinion that a lot of labor relations in South Africa are overcomplicated? Could we simplify things? I mean, I'm asking you to comment here on whether or not you think the, the legislature could do things to simplify the way we deal with each other in, in employment and, and the relations between the employer and employee? It's difficult in the context of South Africa to understand how they could really make it easier in a sense because it came about through liberation came about through the union movement to a large degree mm-hmm. and in that sense they had to be they had to be given some form of payback and the LRA in a sense was that payback and the the protections of workers i suspect um required a lot and i think the pendulum has swung a little out of out of kilter by that um it is very difficult in this country to get rid of people, especially if they have made it past probation. You know, they always say the United States of America is successful as an employer because of three words, and that's you're fired. Because if you are able to, to fire someone, you're able to replace him easily. So it, it generates a lot of, of employment capabilities. Well, you at very least have liquidity in the labor market, right? Indeed. And you yes. have opportunities arising yes. for people rather than just the stagnant, static system that we've got. Yes. So, so okay. I mean, that's, that's a fair opinion and, and probably one that not a lot of lawyers will venture openly. But the, the, the other thing that comes with that is, and this is, again, where we want a little bit of insight because you've got all this experience. Do you feel that it's complicated running labor disputes? How does it actually work? Uh, if I were in the room during a, a labor dispute, how, would, how does it take place? Is, there, is it shouting and screaming over a table, or is it tea and cookies? Does the union bring uh, 20 people to such a meeting? How does it actually work? Look, it depends on whether it's in a formal process in court or the CCMA, which is basically, as you would understand, court process. There would be a presiding officer. Each party would get their turn to, to tell their story and also get the turn to question the other side in telling their story. So that is that is very basic. It, it, it's never going to change because we follow a system of due process. But in in collective bargaining scenarios, it can it can go from from being very civil to being very raucous. Um, <laughs> it, it depends on the union. It depends on what's in dispute. It depends on how emotive the issue has become. You know, so I've had 
colleagues in this firm who had to be rescued from, from such meetings. And we have made it our business to always sit on the side of the door these days. Have you appeared on both sides of these kinds of disputes? It's very difficult in our law because there is such a divide for lawyers to act for both sides. We would act in this firm for for high-level employees like CEOs, managerial employees who get dismissed, and act against clients that are not clients of our firm. Obviously, sure. we can never act. There would be a conflict. But we, we can never act for a union because you would be branded as as somewhat of a sellout by by the by the companies you know mm. because it's so philosophically different that yeah we don't act for the unions in this firm wow so it's us and them yes that's incredible uh, have you ever had to go into one of these meetings armed <laughs> no but i have had a very silly experience when eskim asked me to go to a very very emotive um Appearance at the CCMA in Lepalale of all places where the Madupi power station is being built and they expected it to be very, very tough. That was what was awaiting me. So it was such a big issue for them. They flew me from with their own plane from here to Lepalale, uh-huh. got an armored car to fetch me. Um, lots of guys with guns. Wow. And then we stopped at the CCMA and they expected a massive crowd and they were going to get me through this crowd with these, these armed guards. And I had my little briefcase and ready to go. And they threw open the doors and there was no one there. <laughs> <laughs> it was a little silly. Oh, it's a bit disappointing. Yeah, I it mean, was a bit. It sounds like it could be the lead, uh, the opening scene of a very big action movie and it turns out to be a bit of a false that, squib, dead squib. Damn squib, yes. Yeah. No, it was. Um, I would, I would also imagine that there's lots of work that you do here that involves long hours, um, very complicated legal arguments, sitting at your desk drafting stuff, dictating things. Um, you know, some of the more, the less glamorous part of the law, the, the prep that goes into a matter. Um, how do you escape from that when you go home? How do you, how do you draw a line between the office and home? I have a very strange regimen, and it's because I've I've done things slightly the wrong way around. I've been to the bar before I came here. Um, I don't really switch off. I I work and go home after about six at night, spend two hours at home with my family, and then I start working again at night. Bit of a guy who doesn't go to sleep early. So then I would work till 11, 12, and then don't wake me too early, which is a bit, a bit of a problem because my wife gets up early. So we're not, we're not in good sync. Um, so, yeah, and then over the weekends I take off Friday night, I take off the entire Saturday, but Sunday night I clock into my into my study again at about 7 or 8 and start working again, but that's just the way I am. Um, As you say, it's probably because you went to the bar first and there you… you lots you, of paper, yes. But you also are, you know, you're kind of reliant on yourself. Yes. And you can determine your own hours. Yes, yes, no, absolutely. Only thing I find that I can really do that makes me completely switch off… Um, from what I do and forget everything that awaits me is Saturday morning golf and I religiously do not have anything interfere with that. Got a regular club that you go to or do you try and move around a bit? No, no, I'm a member at Rand Park. Aha. And are you any good? I 
think if I was a foot taller and 20 k's lighter, I would be very good. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure you could still kick some backside if you need to. Um, it's, it's very interesting that you, you did the, the, you almost went the other way around to what happens with a lot of people. They want to end up specializing in litigation and perhaps become an advocate. There is obviously going to be less distinction in the future. Um, if you look at some some of the legal practices bills and, and and the rest that's going on now, do you think that it gives you advantages having been at the bar before? Yeah, I think it it gives me an advantage, but it does not give me as much as an advantage as the eight years I spent as the HR and legal director of a listed company. That gave that gave was me what met cash. Yes, that yeah. gave me a big advantage because it it. It gave me the impression of what clients expect and what they're after and that not always it's life or death for them and their case isn't always the only thing going on in their lives. Whereas from an attorney's perspective, you always think that this is the biggest thing in their lives and it, 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 or it more often than not is not. So yeah, that, that I think gave me a, a massive insight because I, I used to brief Fluxmans, um, uh-huh. as, um, as so you know what it's cl- like to be the client. I, yes, oh. I do. Um, so that was that was interesting. And having been the HR director there, do you have sympathy for HR directors now, especially I, in in the labour matters? I think you? it's become increasingly difficult um, because of this f- more aggravated um, circumstance in which they operate. Whereas when I was there, it was it was not as difficult. We had strikes, we had all of these things, but I it just didn't seem as complicated to me as it is now. It's become a little more complicated. That was in the early two thousands. Yeah, I I think there must be very few things that feel better than to win, though, to to have enormous success in a matter where you. You know, it's kind of 50-50 when you go in and by the end it's all gone your way. Does that happen often? Look, we try and not go in those where we where we know we could lose. So we try and... You're and, allowed to boast here, don't you? <laughs> this is where you get to say, yeah, yeah, I've got a huge no, success No, 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 we've rate. had some great successes, especially <laughs> last year with a massive dispute that we had in Lepalali where um, we lost in front of the court of first instance and it, it, it made for very tough times because the, the exposure was in, was close to a billion rand. Um, and I thought, how could I have possibly given such bad advice? And then on appeal, we won it. So it was, it was quite a relief and very, very nice feeling that I was, that I was exonerated and justified in the advice I gave. But yeah. It's nice to win, always. Now we're going to do something which some of the lawyers here are very uncomfortable with. We take a picture of you at your desk. Some of them are very proud of their, of their desk being extremely clean and organized and tidy with only one matter on there at a time. Others have files piled up to the ceiling. What can we expect from, from your office? Mine is a bit of a mix. Um, everything <laughs> that is current and things that I don't, do not want to forget is on my desk or behind me on a credenza. Um, uh-huh. I cannot imagine how it would be to work on files that I can't see because I'm too, I'm paranoid. So I would, for, I would be scared to forget that there is a file that I need to work on. So everything that when you come into my office, you'll see, you'll see is current and I need to look at them all. Very, very good. One other thing that I think bears mentioning is that there are lots of support staff in a firm like this. And I've spoken to one or two of, of the other attorneys here about these things, but these people make it possible for you to be the best you can be, and very often they're the, the quiet voices and the quiet 
uh, workers behind the scene who, who make sure that things are ready when a big matter is to be decided. Yes. Look, the, 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 the secretarial staff is of great assistance, obviously. Um, mm. the, the, I, the IT staff um, that keeps the printers running and the computers going is invaluable. And then I think the unsung hero of the firm is, is our librarian because we uh-huh. can turn towards her just about on anything and she produces what we ask for. Now, most of the other firms have a, a, a team of, of librarians. We only have Sue and she's never disappointed. She sounds amazing. She's very good. I'm glad you gave her credit. Thank you so much, Donnie. We look forward to seeing your desk. Thank you. You've been listening to Fluxman's Attorneys for the Love of Law. For more information, go to fluxmans.com.